0: Is theology necessary, or is it just added fluff that Christians like to talk about? Join us today as we dive into the question, is theology necessary? Welcome to the Happy Holy Hour, a podcast where everyday Christians grow in their faith through biblical examination and insightful discussion. I'm glad you're here today. If you enjoy the content you're about to hear, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode, and visit us at thehappyholyhour.org. Let's get started. Welcome to the Happy Holy Hour, where everyday Christians grow in their faith through biblical examination and insightful discussion. Listen, if this is your first time joining the show, make sure you press subscribe. And if you've been here a couple times before, please feel free to leave a review so others can find the show. But today we're going to be talking about something that I'm sure many of you have heard about, hopefully by this point if you've listened to the show before, theology. Some of you may have grown up in churches that love diving deep into theology and teaching the deep truths of God's Word, and others of you may have grown up in churches that didn't like to dive deep into theology because maybe in their mind it wasn't on the forefront and they had other things to focus on. So how do we reconcile this? Well, today we're going to simply address the question, is theology necessary? I have Travis on with me. How are you doing, Travis?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm a little under the weather, (laughs) hopefully— Our listeners enjoy hearing my congested voice.
0: Yes. We have the technology to do this podcast from miles apart. So we are on the virtual studio today. That's right. And uh it's good to be here. I got my
1: survival kit over here. Got my chamomile tea and cough drops tissues. So you got honey in that and tea? I do. Yeah. It's my favorite. I know. So good. And I got my mute button too, so
0: The mute button is important sometimes, right? Yep.
1: (laughs) Nobody wants to hear me blowing my nose.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess before we dive into this episode and answer this question, is theology necessary? I guess we want to clarify what theology is for our listeners who might be new to Christianity. And and Travis, feel free to jump in whenever you feel uh, like you can. I know you're not feeling great, but... The term theology is actually a pretty easy term to understand. It's just derived from a big Latin word that means the study or understanding of God. It's basically just how do we understand or know God uh, through reason, through intellect, through, through other means. So, in its basic form, think of theology simply as the study of God. And While the study of God and his attributes is specifically called theology proper, in Christian theology, other things are included, and it encompasses a variety of subtopics like, say, eschatology, which is the study of last things or end times. You have soteriology, which is the study of salvation and how that's worked out, and many other things. But for today's discussion, just remember theology most basically means the study of God. So, Travis, I have a question for you. Have you ever been told that studying theology is just flat out unnecessary? Have you ever experienced this in the church?
1: I think I think maybe like once where it was kind of, I don't know if they use the exact terminology, but they said it, it's just not needed. I think implicitly, more than explicitly, people have said this maybe with... Their reasoning or their thought processes or their argumentation or their just lifestyle. Um, I haven't had too many people come out and say exactly theology is unnecessary. But, um, you know, if you look at their life, if you look at how they're running their church or whatever it is, I think we've seen this a lot. And I think there's a lot of possible reasons uh, why people feel this way or live this way. Think this way. I do want to go back real quick, though. I mean, I think I'm glad we did a basic definition of what theology is because I think a lot of people get turned off by the term. Um, and again, we'll kind of go through maybe why there's so much baggage with this. But it's just the study of God. So when you, I mean, we could almost, in some ways, end the episode right there. Is is the, studying theology necessary? Is theology necessary? Well, theology is simply the study of God. So, I mean hate to you know do a spoiler but of course it's necessary um (laughs) so i'm glad we started off with that having said that i think there are some possible answers as to why people um
0: might think theology is not necessary yeah Um, and I, i i know i've encountered people that um yeah, and we'll get into this, I think, in a little bit. But people that think theology is not really something that you need to study because, you know, God is love and he accepts you as you are. And when you're in, I, I've experienced that more in like the mega church style of worship where you're there and theology is kind of put on the back burner because. A lot of times, if you bring up a serious point of God's word, you're kind of looked at as the Debbie Downer of the crew or like, why do you got to bring the scripture into it? Which is kind of ironic and funny, but sad at the same time. Well, I
1: I think, you know, and again, I I know we're jumping ahead a little bit there, but um, I think a lot of that, this kind of goes back to maybe the first point that I didn't even write down. I had a list here, and that's just a misunderstanding or uncertainty or um, no clarity around what is theology. And the fact of the matter is, and again, we're jumping at a little bit, but uh, everybody practices theology on some level. So, even those churches that say, yeah, we don't really, we shy away from that, um, sometimes they also might be sp- Thinking and not just the general terms, but when they say theology, they're meaning those some specific subgenres of theology. Yeah. You know, like so, like uh, eschatology or things like that. So they might have a very narrow part of theology in mind and not theology as a whole. Whole when they say that. But
0: what I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask a question and I'm going to give the answer. And then we'll just kind of discuss it and you can you can kind of go as far or as shallow as we want to go. Sure. But what are some of the reasons mm-hmm. that some people might view theology as an unnecessary topic worth studying? Sure. This, this, I feel like there's a never-ending list of answers for this question, but I tried to hone in on some of the bigger ones yeah. that at least I've heard yeah. uh, in my walk. But the first one, and I think this is, the one that's most used is that theology can cause tension or controversy. Yeah. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think this is a big one and this actually, um, theology can be seen as a divisive topic. Um, since not all Christians are going to agree on all theological points and to some extent that's okay. We've talked about that some on primary secondary tertiary issues. So I want to get into that again. Um, And it's also similar to our recent past episode on calling out false teachers. People shy away from dealing with theology because it has potential to cause disagreements with other people. It can be controversial. Uh, We like to think that it's like the saying ignorance is bliss um, Mm. and that, you know, we should all just not worry about it so we can all get along. There's a desire for unity. um, And this desire trumps our desire for truth.
0: Sometimes,
1: ignoring theology or other potentially difficult matters seems like an easy shortcut to unity within the body of Christ. Instead of putting in the hard work and wisdom involved in knowing how to peaceably disagree with other believers on minor issues or to carry out church discipline or other measures on major issues. So, it's in this um construed view or false view of unity and what unity should look like in biblical unity. Uh, we want to shy away from any controversy. We don't want to be div- divisive. We don't want to you know, put others down or be exclusive in that sense. We want to be sure. all welcoming. You see this in this very ecumenical mindset that's, you know, gaining traction today where we're yeah, all yeah. kind of one faith, all these different things. So, that all plays into it. Um, so I think that's a big one. I think, you know, because theology has a the potential um, to cause tensions and controversy, and there will probably be some disagreements, people shy away from that. On the flip side, I think actually, and, you know, again, I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but um, talking about theology and dealing with theology and taking it seriously actually causes that true biblical unity and stops divisions. And we talked about this too in the calling out false teachers, same, same principle there.
0: Yep. There's this mindset where if you ignore it, it'll all be okay. You know, if you ignore what might cause the tension, everything's going to be okay. But what you find is that those divisions run deeper when they're not reconciled uh, to God's word and you're not building your foundation on the doctrine and the theology that is given to us through the word of God You know, more problems and controversies going to come out by not talking about theology. If that makes any sense, because theology is a unifying thing, and that's um, right. It's a it's a false
1: sense of unity and security where um, we want to pretend. Basically, we want to pretend to get all get along and pretend that this doesn't matter. And um, of
0: course, that it can't last. um, It will cause more harm in the end than good. So why might some people view theology as an unnecessary topic? The second answer is uh, it's too hard, or maybe there's a level of incompetency there. And Travis, I think we all know theology isn't yes. always right. easy. It's, In fact, it's very difficult, but I think that's why it's also so rewarding. You know, there's so much study involved, and there's always more to learn, right? We never, we never
1: mm-hmm.
0: just get to the end and say, I know everything, because— well, if, if you do have that attitude, there might be a pride problem, but there's yeah. always a next step. And uh, sometimes you might be a little humbled by what you don't know and what you come to know. And, um, you know, what are your thoughts on this for someone that says it's yeah. too hard?
1: Well, like you said, theology isn't always easy or simple, and oftentimes it's not, you know, Um and, and we'll talk about this some again, but you know, that going from milk to solid food, there's a progression of understanding and difficulty in learning. And anytime we have to apply ourselves to study, um, it's not easy. Um, you know, like you said, it is rewarding and we do it in other areas of our lives, but... Um, I think for some, it's just, it seems too hard or overwhelming. It can involve hours of study and hard work. There's always more to learn. And sometimes it feels like the more you learn, the less, you know, or the more you have (laughs) to learn, you know, it can kind of feel self-defeating sometimes. Um, Or disheartening. And I think these feelings can be exaggerated by your motives. Um, If you're motivated to learn theology just for knowledge sake or to win arguments, to sound really smart online. um, (laughs) it We see a lot of that nowadays, don't we, Travis? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, And I think we're all guilty of that at some point. Yeah. I think it's always going to seem like there's someone who knows more than you because there probably is. And again, you're going to feel more defeated. I personally sometimes get trapped into this type of thinking. Um, So really our motivation should be to know the triune God who loves me more and to grow in personal holiness and walk in obedience and um, grow in our faith and walk with the Lord. So again, our motivated really, our motivation really matters. um, And this can, really uh, play into this feeling that theology is just too hard. Um, yeah, because we'll remember the definition of theology. It's to the it's study, study of God, to, yeah, to know God. I mean, that's uh, classically yeah. theology, you know, some people called it the queen of sciences, you know, it was mm. a big deal and, and all the universities and seminaries and, you know, all these different mm-hmm. places, um, it was one of their main uh, subjects of study. So it was not easy. And I don't think it's meant to be, it is meant to be rewarding. It is rewarding, but it's also hard. And I think too, maybe our culture today plays into this. Like we are so, such an entertainment driven culture. And honestly, sometimes so lazy and we we want it easy. You know, we don't want to work at preparing our sermons and really doing the work and digging in to find out what does the scripture actually say and Mm. how does it apply to our lives? We'd rather, you know, piece it together with our agenda or as listeners, we don't want to put in the work of really hearing and receiving the word and meditating on it and these things. So I think, you know, that um, definitely plays into this lack of interest, uh,
0: too hard, personal laziness, all this. Like, let's remember for a second, who we are studying and who we are getting to know when we study theology when you when we go through these possible answers let us remind ourselves that none of these are valid excuses let's let's remember that as we go through that cuz we are studying the one triune mm-hmm. god who has reconciled his sheep to himself mm-hmm. This is a big deal. So, yeah. like, if you ever get into that spot where it just feels like it's too hard, yeah, it's hard, but it's worth yeah. it. It's and at the same time, it. you know, being
1: uh, mindful of our own weaknesses and yeah. and sinful tendencies. Sure. Um, admitting that, um, for, I've identified with a lot of these often. i you know, not proud to say it,
0: but... Yeah. Well, like this next one, for example, and it's just a reality, you know, lack of interest, Mm -hmm. personal laziness, like, okay, let's be real for a second. Not everyone is going to have the same level of interest in theology. I know me, a lot of my friends at church, a lot of, especially the guys love to get a, you know, talk theology, but I know a lot of the women, that's not like their first burning subject. And maybe that's just how we're wired. Maybe that's their personality. I know I'm more academic in nature, whereas other people are just not. So we have to acknowledge that you know there there is this there are differing levels of interest not everyone's a bookworm right but at the same time we all should have a desire to know god and to love the church like by getting to yeah. know god and and right. and really Getting into that a little bit, right. and our and our motivations, like you said, are a big factor yeah. into that. Yeah, I would say, you know, um, even a lot of
1: guys. <laughs> now I know what you mean there, but I can I can yeah. see it now. Like what What do you mean,
0: women? What do yeah. you mean?
1: No, but are you um, sexist? <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, like a level of interest and cognitive capabilities too. Some people are just, yeah, so yeah smart absolutely, and, and, and get things faster and easier. I mean, I know some of them personally where I'm like, man, I wish it came as easy. Some people are going to have to work a lot harder than others yeah. to wrap their minds around things and understand them than others. So, and not everyone is meant to be a full time scholar. Um, yeah. You know, not everybody can be. I think there there's room for uh, a level of, of understanding between like, and there there should be like between um, your pastor and the average layman or officer of the church and layman, not to say that laymen shouldn't know their stuff, um, but you are um, providing for your pastor to do that full yeah. time and to be a full time student of the word of God. So he can learn and bring it to you so that you can learn. So,
0: yeah, I, I should clarify. I do know a number of women that loves theology yes. and they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, no, you're exactly right. This next point, this next possible answer is actually one that I've heard more often than not from people in church leadership. So we want to be careful with this one, but I want to acknowledge it because it is an answer that I have heard. It's that theology is, it's too deep and not wide enough. And th- you 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 messaged me asking, what do you mean by this point? Well, this is what I mean. Uh, it's basically you know, I want people to come to my church and get saved. Theology is just too deep and it might confuse people. So, you know, I want to stick to just Jesus uh, and, and the, the practical topics that make it easy for those who are attending. Mm. So, kind so, of more of a
1: seeker-sensitive kind of thing, basically. So, where theology yeah. it's, um, it's too deep for people coming in our doors and we want to focus for those who are coming
0: in our doors to get saved. Yeah. So,
1: let's and none the basics, kind of. Kinda.
0: Yeah, none of these none of these people would say that theology is unnecessary. They would never say that, but it's just interesting how it's I guess practically laid out in practice. So, like, theology is just too deep. Like, I don't really want to get into the doctrines of grace because I'd rather just so, say and, that and, you're broken and in need of right. a savior. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, and also, so maybe, like, personally, they would be
1: like, well, it's fine if you want to study it personally, you know, right. but I'm not going to bring that into the, the church. Pulpit. Pe- the pulpit, the church pews, the, like, the programs. Right. Like, that's something for whatever your varying level of interest are you know right
0: okay yeah so that's a that's an answer that i hear often that i'm always like ah i don't like that answer <laughs> because the theology like we've mentioned time and time again it's going to drive us closer to christ to greater unity with the church to have a greater appreciation and love for what god has done through christ and uh, ultimately help us Really have a bigger passion for the church itself, Uh, you know. Theology, when you ecclesiology, for example, the theology or the study of the church. Mm -hmm. You, when you dive into that, you actually have a greater appreciation for what Mm -hmm. you're a part of, and serving with each and every week. Whereas if you just ignore that topic as a whole, people are just they're kind of living in ignorance, Mm -hmm. or they just they just don't know, and that's that's kind of heartbreaking to see when that does happen, uh, you know, it kind
1: of reminds me a little bit of like the uh, medieval Catholic church where it with the viewpoint was kind of like this, like understanding the scriptures, all these different things, understanding the deep things is for, you know, the priests and, mm. you know, the, you know, the clergy and you lay people, you know, you just, need to come in you know they didn't didn't even understand what they were saying because it was all spoken in latin and people didn't you know so it's almost the same attitude where of course a a difference where i'm sure a lot of these people you're talking about would not agree with the catholic church and want to see people truly saved by grace through faith and all these things but same attitude where like well we don't want to give them more than they really need because the catholic church i think thought the same we don't want to give them more than they don't really need that and so we're not gonna by that i don't know maybe i'm off there but it seems kind of that's what clicked in my head
0: there you're you i definitely think there's an element to that that is still that still resonates in our culture um i i've heard it said that people want to people want to hear a sermon where they have like practical application that they can go and do which sure absolutely but when you teach expositionally from the scripture, including all of that deep theology, there's still a boatload of application. You don't gotta like you don't have to shallow you don't have to shallow up the Bible essentially right. to to make it right. applicable. It's <laughs> it's all there. So yeah, there's definitely an, an element to that that's that's still prevalent. So this next common uh, reason why some people might think theology is unnecessary is uh, the childlike faith error, or easy believism, which is basically saying that we just need to have a childlike faith to become a Christian, and that's that. You know, I don't yeah. need to go any further because all I have to do is trust, and we're good. Right. <laughs> which is kind of like playing into
1: what you were just talking about. The pastors are like, this; they don't, they don't need all this extra stuff to get saved, so let's stick to the basics, but I think it would go farther than that where, you know, theology is not the deeper things are not ever needed because you don't need that to get saved. Um, you know, and, and Paul talks, you know, he he talks about this issue, this um, flawed line of thinking in Hebrews 5, 12 through 14, where he admonishes those believers that he was writing to, saying, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk and not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not... a with the teaching about righteousness, but solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. And so, there we see multiple things, but ultimately, we see you know um, the discipleship, the deep study of the word, studying theology, learning about God is uh,
0: needed for right living. You know, right thinking mm-hmm. leads to right living, or theology applied. That definitely ties into some of the other the other answers that we've had for sure. And uh this is the last, but definitely not like the be all end all answer, but this is the last one that I wrote down, is that uh they don't want to escape their own comfort and they don't want to be convicted. Now this this is a hard one, Travis, because yeah. I, I find myself often most convicted when I'm studying theology and reading a book about this that or the other thing. Yeah. I find myself being most convicted by the Holy Spirit when I'm reading scripture mm-hmm. and diving into the deep truths that that the Lord has for us there so mm-hmm. you know this the of the avoidance of theology might be because of a more deeper a deeper rooted problem of not wanting to really be convicted and staying in their comfort zone.
1: Yeah. I think there's, there's like a element of not wanting to be convicted of sin. And then there's also uh, an element of just like you said, not wanting to step out of your comfort zone, not wanting to have to change how we interpret a certain passage, how we practice something. Um, It can, you know, it can mean that we have to talk to our church leadership it may be discontinuing a practice or starting to practice um, differently or even switching to church. You know, I know for me, that Mm -hmm. was one thing where I was like, there was a point in my life where I was like, "Ah," like I was learning, I was reading, I was being convicted, like my thought processes was changing some, and there was this side of me that was like, I don't want to study more and learn more, you know, and change the way I'm thinking because I know this is going to mean that my conscience... Is going to be seared if I, you know, stay here if I continue doing mm. this and and I'm still in that as I'm changing, you know, as I study, uh, you know, something like infant baptism and things like my thinking is going to change. This is going to cause some controversy. This is there's all these things going on, um, and if I just stay the way I always have been. I'll just, you know, won't have to change anything and yeah. my life will be easier. Um, so I think it's both, you know, it can be a conviction of a sinful practice or, you know, um, having to do things a little
0: differently. So, Yeah. If you avoid theology, you won't have to make the hard decision, right? That's right. That's <laughs> right. Do I baptize my kids or not? <laughs> yeah. But uh, so as Christians, it is our responsibility to read the scriptures, right? To grow in our faith so that we be, we can become mature in the faith. We must strive for that solid food and develop that power of discernment of good and evil in our lives. But unfortunately, for many reasons, many Christians pers- purposefully neglect the topics of deeper theology, and, and they want to avoid the difficult questions of Christianity. And uh, if this lands— close to home for you. And it might be a little convicting as it is for, I know Travis and I, there are several things that we want you to think about uh, and and we'll, we'll bring them up in this, in this episode. And again, we do this in grace and love and respect and never to tear anyone down, but to build up because these are really important things um, that I know Travis and I, we've talked about for years, just as we've grown in our faith, not that we're anywhere near perfect or anything like that. That won't happen until glory, but we still have a lot to learn, and we only started studying these things because we've asked these questions to ourselves, right? Yeah, that's right. So, if, if, you, if you are finding yourself not wanting to study the deeper, um, I'm just going to say theology, if you, if you found yourself not wanting to study theology, have you considered what it might take to grow in your relationship with the Lord? This is a hard question. Theology is essential to develop your knowledge of the Savior, right? To grow in spiritual maturity. If you don't know who God is, how can you find joy in who he is? For example, like the topic of worship, we've talked about a lot. If you don't know how God desires to be worshipped, how can you effectively worship Him. (laughs) So, there are questions that we can ask about these different different topics within the Christian realm that are very important questions that we can only answer by studying the Word and getting into theology. And uh, so, if theology strengthens our faith, how does this actually happen? (laughs) So, there's some points here we want to bring up. Our knowledge of God, this is the first point, our knowledge of God stems from intellect, not emotion. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't learn something about God through an emotional experience. Mm -hmm. Or that learning about him doesn't cause some emotions or... You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Learning about him causes emotions, but the learning doesn't happen through the emotions, if that makes any sense. You can't go to a worship night with great ambient music, cry a lot, and come out of there knowing the doctrines of grace unless you've been taught it, right? It's it's knowledge that goes into your head, and we'll talk later about how theology is much more than just head knowledge, but this is kind of where it starts. To know God, we must understand what God has revealed about himself, not think about him in ways that we think, you know, he is, but how God actually is. I would say too, maybe
1: like there may be, in some ways, something you can learn about that as you, you know, learn about, um you know, sorrow or joy or yeah, all these absolutely. things. At the same time, I don't know, and I know this is the debate that goes on: like, does God have emotions? And and depending on how you define that, and um, because our emotions are not perfect, you know, they're. Corrupted along with the rest of our, sim, you know, by our sinful nature. So I don't want to go too deep into that, Um, but I know some people would be, you know, sensitive and be like, "Well, our emotions are all
0: bad," and I don't know where to land on that either. So, <laughs> well, I guess you can think about Perhaps it a, though, like a
1: future episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, does God? That's actually a great question. But thinking through, can you learn something? For example, sorrow. Sure, but we also have to understand that there's a lot of unbelievers out right. there that go through really difficult yeah. things and still come out as unbelievers. Right. So sorrow mm-hmm. in and of itself right. doesn't lend you knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. It's usually, you know, sorrow with studying mm-hmm. the word that brings you through mm-hmm. that. So like right. emotions in and of themselves right. don't produce any sort of knowledge. Right. Um and 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 to go to the next point, the Bible is not just a random list of facts about God. That would be too easy, right? <laughs> that would be too easy if if uh, like to a study test theology. Sheet. Just, yeah, yeah. So it, when you read the scriptures, it's a complex, interwoven, God breathed document that needs to be studied thoroughly to really understand who God is, and not that we'll ever understand that perfectly until you know glory, and who even knows at that point, but. You know, it's one of those things that you don't just you don't just pick up a Bible, read a page and understand everything there is to know about God by reading a page of the Bible. It's got to be studied. And then, you know, we come to understand not just what we believe, but why we believe it and how to believe it, right? And how to live that out. The Bible doesn't just dictate blind faith. It dives deep into the truths of God and helps us understand our own faith even better. Right? It doesn't just, uh, there's a lot of cults out there. I've been listening to the Cultish podcast recently, mm-hmm. which is a pretty neat podcast. Check it out. But there's a lot out there that that they just dictate like blind faith, mm-hmm. total obedience without ever asking why. And the beautiful thing about Christianity is you can ask why to just about any question and you can find a lot of answers out there in, in the scripture to, to the deeper things yeah. that you know we don't just know on the surface level. It was
1: interesting. I was just listening to, um, it wasn't a debate, it was more a discussion between a progressive Christian and a Christian apologist. And that's something he had in his personal story. And, and he said many other, same thing for many other progressive or deconstructed Christians, whatever you want to label them, is that they grew up in an environment where Asking why was not tolerated, and so mm-hmm. there was shame in asking questions. Um, so I think that's a good reminder for us. You know, we can ask questions, um, you know, obviously with the right attitude and intentions, but um, yeah. the Bible does have answers, so.
0: Yeah, it's, that's a good point. And uh, another reason... Theology helps strengthen our faith is because theology will help you have a more expansive knowledge of your faith, which will drive you to greater worship towards God. And said in another way, proper theology and orthodoxy always leads to doxology. You know, proper understanding and practice will lead to. Worship, like true, genuine mm-hmm. worship. So it's a, it's it's a good thing to understand theology and to be studying it. You know, our church fathers, two thousand years worth of studying theology, yeah. we've come nowhere clear close to understanding everything. But it keeps us connected to the truths of God's word mm-hmm. when we study it and we connect ourselves to it. But we have to understand that theology is much more than just head knowledge. We have to we have to acknowledge that theology is no good just staying in your head, right? Head knowledge is necessary for spiritual growth after our faith journey has begun. Theology is the study of God, and as Christians, we're called to love God with all of our heart, soul, and might, Deuteronomy 6. But how could we love God, for example, if we didn't know him? We must ponder the nature of God as he has revealed in the Bible. We don't just study theology to know who God is or for the sake of knowledge. We study theology so we can grow richly to love God and to worship Him and to live the life that He has called us to. We also have to acknowledge that theology doesn't save sinners all on its own, right? Again, head knowledge is good, but we must recognize that it's not knowledge that saves our souls. Even Satan and the demons know a lot about God. They know a lot about Jesus and they know a lot about the Bible. Satan used the Bible to tempt Jesus, but they're not saved under grace. We are. <laughs> it's grace that saves. It's Christ that saves us by grace through faith. Satan has a lot of knowledge, but still rebels. But
1: at the and same, for us to grow in at the same time, Tyler, like we do need a right understanding of who Jesus was like, what is the gospel? I, how you answer these things. And I, I know that's what you're saying as well. I was just thinking like the Mormons and, uh, even, um, Mm. Muslims, you know, believe in Jesus. Um, and he was a real person and, and in some ways had, uh, divine attributes or, you know, was a a great prophet or all these things. I guess the Mormons not divine, but you know what I'm saying? So, Yeah, yeah. Um, So at the same time, we do need some level of understanding. You know, when someone shares the gospel with you and very elementary, even the milk is some level of understanding. And from there, we are to grow and Mm. progress. But
0: yeah, and, and ultimately, right, to be saved, we must be spiritually transformed by God and adopted into the family of God through Jesus Christ. We need to trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation. That's what saves sinners, is Christ. It's not head knowledge, it's not it's not head knowledge on the surface or anything like that. It's Christ. So just because you're maybe well versed in theology doesn't make you some sort of super right. saved Christian right. per se, but you know, we have to acknowledge that. Travis, did you know that literally everybody is a theologian? I did.
1: Cuz I read <laughs> so, RC Sproul's everyone's done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great book. You can you can find that on the Westminster Bookstore's website. Um, but literally everyone is a theologian. And you might be thinking, well, I don't really understand that much about theology. Well, hear me out for a second. Literally everybody has pondered God's character at some point in time. If you've ever thought about God, well, at some elementary level, you're taking part in the practice of theology. Every person has thought about God either in a positive way or a negative way. Consequently, as R.C. Sproul says, Everyone is a theologian. Now, the Christian will revel in the beauties of God's grace and love when we study theology, but the unbeliever might think about God and proceed to rebel against him. Either way, both are taking part of theology. So, therefore, the question is not whether or not we will take part in theology. The real question is whether or not our theology will be biblically sound and true. In other words, Travis are we going to be good theologians? <laughs> the Bible is the source of all truth. It reveals the nature of God. It reveals his his wrath and then his plan of redemption for sinners. So as we approach the study of God, we must use the source of all truth, the word of God. Luke 24 explains that Jesus is the lens through which we interpret scripture. And our theology is only sound if it's rooted in the Bible and it leads us to Jesus. As Christians, we must be obedient to scripture alone when it comes to the theology we believe, live out, and teach. And the Bible has a lot to say about theology. It's where we start and it's where we finish. A high view of scripture calls us to treasure all that God has said, and God has a lot to say about himself and his church. We don't get to just pick some things and ignore other things. When we study theology, we don't just get to uh, agree with the things we like and disagree with the things we don't like because ultimately we have to conform to the scriptures, right? The Bible says to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. How does that happen? Through the word of God, through Christ. It says not to be conformed to this world. So theology conforms right. us to Christ when we study it properly and we right. have the Bible as our foundation. So that you may present yourself an offering, pleasing
1: and accept. Again, yeah. you know, we need uh, to renew our minds. We need to study. We need to know so that we can apply it in right living,
0: you know? So how might we see churches be healthier, right? If they treasured every word that is in the Bible. We know there's a lot of denominations out there that kind of ignore different pieces while focusing heavily on others. And to some extent, we're all guilty of that. But does, what does a healthy church do when it has a high view of Scripture? So, again, we have some possible answers that are probably more certain than possible. Mm-hmm. But these are some answers that we came up with. Number one is expository preaching, mm-hmm. right? When, preaching when you the view text. God's Word— yeah. When, 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 when scripture is what we run to and we treasure all that God has said, we're going to preach what the text says and not what we want to say about the text, right? You preach the Bible, not what I want to say about the Bible. <laughs> yep. Better biblical counseling might be another thing, you know, more scripturally based counseling than emotionally based or practically based, although everything has its purpose, Um Full disclosure, I've been to secular therapists that have helped me immensely. I've seen biblical counselors that have helped me immensely. So, again, everything has its time. But again, you know, when when we view the Scripture, when we have a high view of Scripture, we're going to teach the congregation to love God's Word and to be Bereans, which we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Simply, that means to search the Scriptures, making sure that what is said is true right. and, and aligns with the Scriptures. God's Word will be the reason for everything that it's done, not pragmatism. You know, when we're talking about churches, a lot of the hot topic out there is around church growth, and there's a lot of pragmatic tips out there to grow your church. But if the reason is growth and numbers rather than discipleship, the edification of the saints— we're, we're not doing something right. We need to be running back to God's word and make God's word the reason we're doing anything involving the church. Right. And for those, we could just throw back to our series we did on the church. What is a healthy church? What is a healthy church member? Another uh, thing that will happen when the church has a high view of scripture is that the gospel will be preached throughout the entire Bible. And here's the beautiful promise from Romans 16 people will be saved. Because it's the gospel that's the power of God unto salvation, not our clever words, right? So, when we have a high view of scripture, we're going to preach the scripture, the gospel, and the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. We preach the gospel, right? It's going to happen all the time. And uh, Travis, why don't you take the next few? Yeah, so the next one is
1: that a church's theology will be strong and consistent with the scriptures. And I'll uh, tag on to that, that um, the church will have um, less issues with false teaching and can be on uh, better guard against false teachers and false teaching. Uh, The church will be able to worship in spirit and in truth and we've talked about that like we said earlier uh, at some length in our episode on the principles of worship and I think other other episodes as well we've mentioned it we've covered that topic pretty uh, heavily but again in spirit and in truth just worship in truth we have to know the truth um, mm. and the next one is greater personal holiness. Again, um, right thinking leads to right living theology. If it's applied, and it should be, Um, it will lead to greater personal holiness. And then lastly here, greater purity and unity of his church. And again, uh, we talked about how people try to find uh, a false sense of unity and uh, uh, a false you know, facade of purity on the surface, and it either won't last or it's um, all fake. So, this will give us tr- greater purity
0: and unity in our church. And there's a lot of great answers to, you know, what happens when we have a high view mm-hmm. of Scripture. Ultimately, we're fulfilling the Word of God. We're fulfilling the will of God. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot that happens there that <laughs> we probably could spend a week talking about. Mm-hmm. Um but there's a lot of great riches. Ultimately, at the end of the day, there's a lot of really great riches in theology. You know, it's interesting the New Testament consists of Paul correcting churches on their bad theology and calling them to repentance, maybe because of practices that stemmed out of poor theology. If theology was important enough for God to use Paul to correct the church, then it's important for us. Right? We must strive to understand to the best of our ability, the profound truths and great riches of theology. Even if it's just picking up a Bible and looking at a passage and saying, really, what does this mean? And just diving into it. A simple Bible study, by doing that, you are taking part of theology. That's right. and And all these other, you know, Materials on
1: theology, um, the good ones yeah. have come from years and years of people studying God's word and saying, "What does this say? What does this mean?" You know, building
0: upon that. So exactly, and if studying theology helps us to know and love God, then it should be of uncompromising importance to the people of God. How absurd does it sound to have no desire to get to know our Creator and Redeemer? I've said this hundred times in this podcast, but saying that theology is not essential is similar to saying that you love your wife, but getting to know her is just not important. How absurd does that sound, right? So, when, when we think about this in its true light, it's, of course, we should study theology. Of course, theology is essential. It's, there's always more to learn and it's essential. It's one of those things where we can spend a lot of time studying and getting to know and we're still not even close, right? right? So, <laughs> are we talking about our wise <laughs> <in> theology
1: here? <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe a they little bit close. of both. <laughs> <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, don't let anyone tell you that theology is not essential. And by anyone I mean you. Like don't tell yourself that theology is not essential. And don't let anyone else in your life tell you that because it is. Christianity is just like a relationship. It demands understanding and dedication, (laughs) kind of like marriage, right? It involves thinking. We are called to study and contend for, as Jude Jude says, uh, and and understand God's word. You know, we won't get everything right, and we're going to disagree on many theological matters, but, you know, we must have grace with one another as we strive for biblical truth. But ultimately, the Bible is the standard of truth. So what does that mean? It means we must develop theology based on the correct exposition of Scripture. Therefore, we need to establish our theology on the truths of God's Word, on which we stand firm and defend the faith to which we are called. Well, Travis, I think that wraps up our conversation for tonight. Do you have any final thoughts on this matter? No, I think we've said it pretty clearly. All right. Perfect. Well, if you're if you want to know where to start, I guess on your theological journey, if you're if you want to get into this, number one, grab a Bible. Um, uh, I recommend the Reformation Study Bible from Ligonier. it's really great. You can find that on our website. A link to get that Bible. But if you're looking for like a book that will help you understand some some truths about theology, Concise Theology by J.I. Packer is a really good place to start, you know, that has like a bunch of different topics and doctrines and just brief simple explanations for them to help you grab a maybe a little bit of a better understanding of some of these things and and the book Everyone's a Theologian by RC Sproul is sort of the same way, but it's a little bit more written out and probably a little easier to understand. So if, you're, if, if, if you want to take your next step in studying theology, you can check out both of those books. I will put a link to each of them in the episode show notes so it's easier for you to, to check out. Well, thank you for joining us today on the Happy Holy Hour. If you have any questions about any of this and you want to have a deeper conversation with one of us about what it means to be a Christ follower, please don't hesitate to reach out. Our email is happyholyhour at gmail.com. You can send us an email or just connect with us on social media and we would love to connect with you in that way. Send us your questions and your comments and we would love to address them on the show. Uh, Remember to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Uh, Also, if you been with the show a while feel free to leave a review there or a rating the five-star ratings really do help us get noticed by other people and so we can help spread the word with uh with others in podcast land out there and uh consider partnering with us financially so we continue doing the show each and every week it Costs us about probably 30 bucks a week to run the show uh, when it's all said and done So maybe a little less than that, but we still need financial support and uh, you partnering with us could help us go another week, another month of ministry. So we would appreciate that. And uh, lastly, visit our website for some really helpful resources, including blogs. And uh, you can find a lot of the confessions of the past and the present on there and the rest of our episodes. So until next week, God bless.